part of this weirdness. But the angel says what? Favor has showed up. Whatever he says, do it. Mary's already walked this out. And so she knows, turning to these servants, this is the easy command. Our ushers right now are standing there holding cards that they're going to pass out to every single person. Uh, You guys can go ahead and start passing them out. If you did not come ready to give, or if you came and said, you know what, I've come today. I'm going to bring a one-time sacrificial gift, but there's more that I can do. We're going to exercise our faith in this season that God has us moving into. And we're going to stretch ourselves beyond our normal capacity. That's what we've been ministering in. That's what we've been talking about. And, and the, this is an opportunity for you to commit with us for the next 12 months. What role would God have you play? There's two opportunities. You can invest financially in what God is doing here at Anchor Faith Church. You can contribute financially. But you also need to know that there is an opportunity to invite And your invitation is just as much an investment in this church as your financial opportunity, your financial contribution. We're not a church that's focused on money and fixed on money. God uses it to get his gospel and his kingdom advanced. Absolutely. But there should be names. There should be people that you know that need what we have, that you know that need to be in this place. And so that card, we want you to to pray. We want you to believe God. What is it? What role would you have me have me play in the advancement of the gospel in this community and in this city through your faith church? And that's your opportunity. You can contribute financially. There's opportunities that are already marked there. Uh, You can put in whatever God lays on your heart uh, that you want to do for the next 12 months, along with what we're doing today. What is God's saying, God is saying, whatever he says to you, do it. Not what I say to you. Not what I'm asking of you. The only thing I'm asking of you today is to be sensitive and obedient to the voice of the Holy Spirit as he speaks to you today. And I believe that he will. Let's keep going here. She says, whatever he says to you, do it. Now, there were set there six water pots of stone according to the manner of purification of the Jews, containing 20 or 30 gallons apiece. And Jesus said, fill the water pots with water. Fill the water pots with water. Jesus, we have a wine problem and you want to solve a wine problem with the water. You want to solve a wine problem with some water. Doesn't sound like what's needed. This is exactly what is rejected. This isn't what they're wanting. They don't want water. They want wine. And they filled them up to the brim. They did what Jesus said to do. Very simple. They obeyed the command. And it's important for us to obey the command regardless of what we think it will do for the overall outcome. And this is where we're at today. I'm speaking to myself personally. I'm speaking to myself as the pastor and leader of this church. What steps is God going to have us take in this next season that really, if you itemize the step down to what it is, it does not seem like it will get you to your overall result. My life has already been a product of that. Some of you know my testimony. God funneled my life and my purpose through the one avenue that I thought I would never be a part of children's ministry kids it's not slinging 
fire breathing, crayon marking, hair pulling kids. My life has been a product. My life has been a product of getting to an end result down a path that I never thought would get me there. It's amazing what God will do when you obey the step. Many times we want the full plan. Many times we want to know exactly, not just the end result, but how we're going to get. You know, the path is just as important as the end result. Sometimes you will not go to a certain destination because you know of what you have to go through to get there. Mall at Christmas. (laughs) I need to get this gift, but there's, if there's, Lord, if there is any way. For this cup to pass from me, right? If there's any way for Amazon, if there's another way that I can get this gift without having to get in line for Black Friday, without having to fight the crowds, without having to get in the traffic, if there's another way, you will you will deter yourself from the end goal because of the path. I tell you right now, I'll just be dead honest. If God showed me everything up front and said, this is where I'm taking you. And this is how I'm going to get you there. I would have rebuked him and I would have gone on. I would have done something different. No, that's not God. No way. No way. No way. But God, but God wants to lay out a path. It might not be comfortable. It might not. Many times commitment will fight convenience. Commitment will fight convenience. To stay committed means you've got to fight what feels good. You'll fight your comfort. You'll fight your convenience. You'll even fight your confidence. But you stay committed to the purpose and the plan that God has, knowing that this path, regardless of where I'm at today, is going to get me to the end result that I believe he has for me tomorrow. If you stay committed, he will see you through. Amen? He will see you through. They, they, he said, fill the water pots with water and they filled them up to the brim. They put as much in there as they possibly could. They filled it up to capacity, filled the water pots, filled it up to the brim. And he said to them, draw some out now and take it to the master of the feast. And they took it. They took it now. And scripture doesn't tell us exactly when the water turned to wine. But I do not believe that the word supports the water turning to wine when they drew it out. And the reason why I believe that is because there is no faith involved if you see it happen as you go. I believe by the time they from the time they left the water pot to the time they got to the king, somewhere along the way, it turned to wine before they presented it to the king. I don't I don't know what God is speaking to you. We, we, we've been in this for several weeks. I don't know uh, the amount or the specific the, the uh, specifications. I don't know whatever word I'm looking for. I don't know the specific amount that God has laid on your heart. And you might be thinking it's water. But I wonder what God will do with your water when you get in when you get him involved in the process. This morning, I'll be honest with you, I really didn't know what, I, I, I didn't really have a clear direction. 
I didn't know where I was going. I, I, I've been pressing all week. God, give me a word. Give me something that's going to stir the people to see the vision that Anchor Faith Church is producing and is going to produce. We, we, it's so hard sometimes to see beyond where we are, to see where God wants us to be. And, and, and this is the thing, guys. It, it, it's the persistence in your purpose that brings the result. It's so easy to have faith before you start than before than than when you're in it. God, help me preach this today. Help me communicate this clearly today. Help me get this across. I didn't know where I was going to go today. And then this morning. Mr. Nick Chipsky walks in. Pushing buttons and moving knobs around and 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 doing his thing back there that, that he's been doing for us on our sound system. And he walks in and he shows me something. He says, Tuesday night, we were here for worship practice Tuesday night. And we've been trying to figure that crazy board out. You, 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 pray, for the, you pray for the thing, that you pray to God to bring the thing, and then you complain about it once you have it. It's like, God. And we've been trying to figure this thing out, and, and we had to make some adjustments and um, Tuesday night, uh, Jimmy Matthews, everybody in this room knows just J- Jimmy Matthews and Jimmy and Nikki. They've been with they've been with this church since before we were here. They've, they've been, been here longer than us. And 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 Jimmy back, was back there trying to figure it out. And, and he, he figured something out. And Nick was just sharing with me how when he figured out how to do this one function on the board. that he just lit up. He just lit up with excitement and just lit up with you. You, you could see you, you, you could see the passion coming out. You could see the purpose coming out. Now, see, Nick doesn't know why that touched me. Nick doesn't know why that moved me so much when he gave me that testimony this morning. He was crying as he was telling me. Yeah, we were crying about a guy moving buttons, moving knobs, and, and we're, we're back there crying together. Because I know where Jimmy was five years ago, before this church was here. I know what he was ready to walk out on. You see a man that moves knobs and pushes buttons, and I see a man that was at the bottom. No hope. God has done an amazing thing in their family. They're only here today because of this church and because of God. And they'll tell you that. Two beautiful girls. The, the, the struggles, the pains, the issues we had the first two years. My wife and I personally took Lexi into our home. For a couple of weeks to just invest in her and pour in her. They were at their wits and they didn't know what to do. See, I know the stories. I know the stories in this room. They're sitting right next to you. You don't even know it. And, and I know that it's tough to appreciate what you haven't invested in. But there are people in this room that have invested from the beginning. On Sunday, October 16, 2016, I had different families stand up from each year that you joined the church. 
And we started out with a couple the first year, 2011, Shannon and Tiffany, Helena and Ronan joined us, Shannon Pierce and Dresden and, and the boys joined the church. And then 2012, we added a few more. The Myrnas, the Clays. 2013, we added some more. And every year got a little bit bigger. And, 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 and then I said, all right, everyone that's joined the church in 2016 and half the room stands up. And it all started with the investment from Jimmy and Nikki, Van and Julie, Brent and Lisa, Chuck Blum, Tommy and Megan Biles, five families that stay committed with us. They didn't know us from Adam. They didn't know me from nothing. Didn't have to trust me. Didn't have to believe in me that we were going to make this transition, do something with this church. And, and, and every layer invests into the next one. Every layer bears fruit that creates a seed. That seed goes back in the ground, and then we produce more fruit for the kingdom of God. And Nick made this statement. He said, you know why it moves me? You know why it got me? Is because that's water turning into wine. Your water that was turned into wine. Travis and Natalie, their testimony that we shared at our five-year anniversary service, it's water into wine. I can look all across this room and I can see the water that's been turned into wine. That which people would reject, that which people would say, we, we, we can't use that. And we're taking water, we're turning it into wine. To see Jimmy back there doing what he's doing. Now he's enrolled in Kingdom Institute about to finish three years of Bible school training. Because he knows there's a purpose in his life. Just one story. I know the tests. I know the battles. I know the challenges that a lot of you face and have faced. I've stood with you. Late nights. Early mornings. It's all worth it. Because it's water that's being turned into wine that we can present to the king. This church will present wine to the king. And it may come to us in the form of water, and that's okay. Because I believe that when I take what I have and I present it to God, it'll become what he needs. See, here's what we do, guys, is we devalue what we have for what it is. When we don't recognize what it can, you, 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 God's saying, I need you to put $200 in, and you're, you're saying, there, there's no way I can do that. that. That's half my car payment. That is my car payment. I, there, there's no way I can make that happen. And he's saying, it's water to you, but watch what happens when you, when you give it to me. Whatever he says to you, do it. Let's keep going. Look at this. 
He said to them, draw some out now and take it to the master of the feast. And they took it. Verse nine. And when the master of the feast had tasted the water that was made, watch this, and did not know where it came from. The city of Valdosta. They won't know where it came from. The United States of America, they won't know where it came from. They'll value the result. They won't see the investment. I'm ready for Valdosta to receive the result that we are investing in. How about you? I'm ready for this community. I'm ready for this city. I'm ready for this county. I'm ready for this nation and this world to receive the to, to see the result and yet won't even know the investment that's being made. But look at the next phrase. It says, but the servants who had drawn the water knew. That's you. Today you have the opportunity to invest. Today you have the opportunity to know what it takes to get to where we're going. And don't, don't be discouraged. Don't be moved by how they respond when we bring it to them. They don't have to know. They don't have to know the investment that's been made. They don't have to know how much you gave. They don't know how much you served. They don't have to know how much time and effort you put in. They don't, they don't have to know. Because it's about being a vessel. See, the exciting thing about these servants is that, that God isn't wanting to use what you have as much as he's wanting to use you. Today, whatever God lays on your heart to put in this offering, whatever you put in there, what, however God moves you to, to contribute and support the vision, whatever God says, this is what I want you to, to, to sow into uh, uh, the stretch offering every single month beyond your tithe and your offering. Know this, that he's not using your finances as much as he's using your faith. Got a couple amens. But if you'll get a hold of that, you'll figure out that it doesn't matter what's on the check. It doesn't matter how many bills are in. It doesn't matter. That's irrelevant. As long as I'm obedient to him and I step out in faith, he will use me. God doesn't want to just use your stuff. God wants to use you. And you, that dollar amount on that check and, 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 and that, the, the, the bills that you go and, and, and put in the offering is, is not a reflective of how God wants to use you. It's reflective of your faith that you're putting in. You're not just putting finance in the bucket. You're putting faith in the bucket saying, I want to be stretched. I want to be used. I want to be a vessel. See, they thought the water pot was the vessel, but those servants were the vessel. The servants knew what it took. The servants knew when we started with this thing, we just had some water. But when we let Jesus get a hold of it, he turned that water into something that was presentable to the king and that was presentable to the people and we want to bring wine not just water but that requires faith i believe that as they went i believe when they drew it out and they said what oh, oh, okay bring it we're, we're taking water all right 
this is going to be really embarrassing. This isn't going to look good. Uh, God, you know, what, who is this guy? You know, some guy named Jesus. I mean, what, what's he trying to do? What's he trying to perform here? What, what's he trying to accomplish? But I'm going to take it anyways because his mother said, whatever he says to you, do it. And so I'm just going to do it. He said, fill this thing up with water. So I'm putting water in. He said, draw it out and take it to the king. So I'm drawing it out and I'm taking it to the king. And when the king got it, what the world has run out, the world has run out of hope. The world has run out of joy. The world has run out of love. The world has run out of generosity. The world has run out of influence. And those are all the things that we get to bring. We get to bring, we get to restore what they've run out of. But it requires investment. It requires us to put something in. It says, when the master of the feast had tasted the water that was made wine and did not know where it came from, but the servants who had drawn the water knew, the master of the feast called the bridegroom. And he said to him, every man at the beginning sets out the good wine. And when the guests have well drunk, then the inferior, you have kept the good wine until now. Guys, this is not the time for us to put in the least. This is the time for us to put in the most. This is the time for us to contribute our best. This is the time for us to rise above the standard and say, I'm not growing weary. I'm not winding down. I'm winding up. There is a world to save. There is an earth. There are people on this planet that are lost and dying and going to hell. And we're going to do everything we can to reach them. We're going to preach to them. We're going to share God's love with them. We're going to preach the kingdom of God. We're going to declare. We're going to demonstrate his good news. We're going to lay hands on the sick and see him recover. We're going to cast out demons. We are going to speak with new tongues. We are going to see the kingdom advance. But you got to put in the best. He says most people save the, the worst till the end. This beginning of signs Jesus did in Cana of Galilee. And manifested his glory. And his disciples believed in him. Now I always wonder what was the big deal with this miracle? Chase, if you would come up. What, what was the big deal? Worship team, if y'all come up. Why, why, why this miracle? Nobody's healed. Nobody's restored. Nobody's set free from demonic oppression. I mean, he's not even preaching. He's not even sharing a message. They're at a wedding. Two people are getting married. And really, he's just contributing the effort to getting everybody drunk. What's the big deal? You know, a lot of times it's the verse at the end, after the story's over. That contains all the information that we need about the story. I'm a big guy with why. I'm a why guy. Why? Why, God? Why was this Jesus' first miracle? Why was this so impactful? Why, why was this miracle so important? And that last line, he brought me to. And his disciples believed in him. His disciples believed in him.
12 men that saw a magic trick, believed in him. Well, why is that so important? Because Jesus says in John chapter 14, verse 12, if you believe in me, the works that I do, even greater works will you do. Because I go to the Father. These disciples believed in Him. Therefore, they followed Him. Therefore, they learned from Him. And in the book of Acts, they turned the world upside down. And we have the church that we have today. Because 12 men believed in Him after seeing water turn to wine. I wonder what your sacrifice today, what your contribution, what your investment, what your step of faith would do to the impact of this world. It's just water. You might be saying that today. God, it's just, it's just water. It's just, it's just 20 bucks. That's, that's, that's the best I can do. That's all I've got. And he's saying, bring your water to me. Guys, this is the church. We are turning water into wine. We're turning water into wine. There are people that walk in. They have water. They don't have much to give. They don't have much to contribute. I'm not just talking money. I'm talking in life. I mean, I, I just believe, maybe I'm a little naive in, in believing this, but I just believe that people are walking through these doors looking for a change. Looking to be different when they walk back out than they came. Looking for something that, that they're, they're empty inside. They're looking to fill a void. There, there's a hole. There, there's something empty that, that they've tried everything else in the world. And because you invest and contribute and put in and serve and now stretch ourselves we can see what God wants to do with their life that what they thought was just water what they what, what they thought was just it's watered down. It's no good. Nobody wants this. It's, it's, it's what everybody else would throw out. And we say, bring us the water. Because I know a Jesus. He's a miracle worker. I know a Jesus. He loves to turn water into wine. I, love, I know Jesus. And Jesus can take what everybody else would reject and turn it into something that is presentable to the King. The King. How many of you in this room can say, when I first started coming here, I came in as water, but I've become wine. How many of you, that's your testimony. You know, I I didn't have it all together. I was messed up, but I came in here and I committed myself to the vision. I hooked up. I served wherever I was needed. I just came and got plugged in. I've been hearing the words and the words have been turning. Sure, I've messed up. Sure, I've taken some steps back, but I just keep on pressing. 
turned my water into wine. He's turned my water into wine. That's the God that I serve. Maybe you're in a water situation right now. Maybe you're in a moment in your life right now that just seems like water. I wonder what God wants to do. Turn that water back into water. Make it presentable. Make it presentable. Make it presentable. Your miracle is the catalyst for your ministry. Your miracle is the catalyst for your ministry. This was the beginning of Jesus' signs. This was the beginning of Jesus' ministry. This was the, just the starting point, just the step out. I believe that there is water being turned to wine in Anchor Faith Church. In fact, Pastor Caleb, I want you to share what you were just sharing with me this morning. Pastor Caleb and, and Crystal, they, they, Pastor Caleb took an endeavor this year to do something that he's never done, never had to do before, stepping out in faith. This young man called me when he was 16 years old in Tulsa, Oklahoma. I was the children's pastor at Anchor Faith Church in St. Augustine. He called me from Oklahoma. wasn't even in wasn't even in Florida yet. I really we didn't even really know each other except through his older brother Josh. And he calls me one day and says, "Hey, I'm getting ready to move out there with my family," which he'll tell you he was objectioned to. He had no interest in moving, uh, leaving Oklahoma to come to sunny Florida. No desire. 16, 17 years old, just kind of getting drugged along the ride. But he calls me and he says, look, I've been doing a lot of work with our children's ministry. And uh, when I get there, I know I need to get plugged in and I'd like to come and serve with you in the children's ministry. That's how it started. Water. Water. And I've watched God turn him and his wife and his family into wine. When we were led to come out, come to about Austin, he told us up front, wherever you go, I'm going, I'm connected, we're going to be a part of that. Not knowing the trials and challenges that come with that, right? Not knowing the tests that'll show up to determine, are you really where you're supposed to be? And so this year, he took an endeavor and took a job outside the church. When they first came, he was fully supported. He was able to be uh, invested with us in the church uh, with the children's ministry, but he took a step, went and worked outside the church. Seemed like a water moment. What most people will look at and say, whoa, that's a, that's a step back. He's turned it into a step forward for the kingdom of God. I want you to share with me what you were just, or share with the people what you were sharing with me just this morning. So back in July, can you guys hear me? No. Back in July, I took a job for Coffin Tire. And it's just a tire company here in town, and they hired me on as what they call a T2. And that's just a advanced tech, advanced mechanic. And so obviously I took in the job knowing there's more, there's there's more opportunity there. So 90-day mark comes around, I got a promotion to what they call the master tech. And what that is, lead tech, part of the management level. And so I took on a, this position 
knowing, all right, Lord, thank you for the influence. Let's do something great. And so the store that I took, it was hilarious because the manager and I got hired literally a week apart. And so we both come in, two new guys, haven't really been in Kaufman Tire a lot. And so I got to learn my manager's ways, find out the vision he had for the store because the store before we showed up was in a bad place. They had a lot of corruption and they had a lot of investment in the store and it was going downhill quick. So they said, we're revamping this, putting all new people in here, starting over. And so they hired us on, hired me on pretty much on the spot. It was funny, I was actually going on vacation to Oklahoma to go see family. And I got a phone call from the district manager who said, I'm in town, I've heard great things about you, can you just come talk to me? And they've been wanting me there for about four months. I finally said, you know what, I'll come talk. So I walk in there, laid everything out on the table. I said, I'm here for a church, so I'm not moving. I said, and I need Sundays and Wednesdays off. They said, no problem. That's not an issue for us. What else do you I said, okay, well, if it's in my court, here we go. And so I laid it all out there, and they said, absolutely, when can you start? I said, all right, Lord, let's go down this journey. So we started on that journey, went through that, got to my 90-day point, like I said, got promoted. And so I took on the shop, and they all said, this is Caleb's shop. Caleb runs it the way he wants it. We placed him in this position, let him go. And I'm thinking, Lord, I've never been an elite tech. I have no idea what I'm doing, but I thank you, Lord, that you do and that you can be a light through me. And since then, we've had some of the guys that work with me, they come to church, they, they're interested in knowing more about it. But one of the coolest things that I was telling Pastor Mark about this morning is the influence that we get to have. Because now that my store is the way that it is, the store has just started growing rapidly every month. And the company has around 80-something stores in South Georgia, North Florida, and Florida. Or, yeah, I guess all the way down to Florida now. But they have about that many stores. And so our store was at the bottom. Since me and my manager took it on, it now has become number two. And so everybody in the whole company is going, okay. And so in the month of, uh, I guess, October, they said, it's just a fluke. They comes around November and they said, no way, this is just a lucky month for them. Let's wait till December. Well, December, we're on track now to make over 40000 more than what we've done in the past. Plus, we're still at number two. And with everybody in our industry, come holiday season, it's always a slow season. People are spending more money on stuff. And I said, no. I said, well, I'll call it in. And so one of the things that I love about my manager, though, is he is a believer. And so we have conversations all the time about the word. But also, I told him, I said, do you believe that during the slow season, we can have some of the top numbers. He just kind of stared at me. I said, I do. I believe that whatever our hand touches will prosper. And so he said, all right, let's do this. So he hooked up with me and Faith, and we've had some numbers come in. When all the other stores, because we can see a whole matrix of all the other stores. We can see all their numbers, and they are some of the lowest numbers that they've had on record. But yet our stores keep striving. That it actually came to the point that our CEO the main owner of the company took notice of it and every time somebody comes in and evaluates our store my name ends up on a paper and so our CEO just told our manager hey just get ready either this week or next week I'm coming down because I want to meet this guy named Caleb I said, <laughs> I said well thank you Lord for the influence I said because you will bring us before great men so yeah come on I'll, I'll meet him 
But the biggest thing about it is they see something different. And that's just an open door for us. And obviously, like Pastor Mark said, in reality, taking on a job outside the church, it can look like a step backwards. But just like what we communicated, just the heart of the vision itself is to be an influence wherever you're in. Be able to impact people's lives wherever you go. It's not about just coming here. Because if we're just impacting people here, we're missing it. We are to be equipped to be able to go out into this community, to impact God Austin, to ignite this city for the kingdom of God. And that takes what we do day in and day out. Not just Sundays, not just Wednesdays, but us going to our places of influence and being able to be a light in those places. Amen. Amen. Water into one. Amen. Amen. I don't know what you're situation is. I don't I don't know what God has laid on your heart. What you're currently have going on in your life. You know, this is supposed to be a happy time of year, but for a lot of people it's a disappointing time of the year. I don't know what it is that might seem like water. But I believe that God wants to turn it into wine. But it's our obedience and it's our faith that allows Him to act and move in that scenario, in that situation. And that's where we can't give up. That's where we can't lay down. That's where we have to continue to stand strong. It might be a water moment. It might be something that seems like this is, this is not purpose. This is not influence. This isn't kingdom. But look what He's done with that. Look at how He just took a water moment and said, All right, God, whatever you need me to do, I will do it. Whatever you need me to give, I will give it. And he hasn't backed down. He's still involved with the ministry, still running hard. Because he took water and turned it into wine. It's not your responsibility to turn the water into wine. It's your responsibility to bring the water and let him turn it into wine. I want you to stand up with me. Stand up with me. Before we give, before you bring this seed, before you make this sacrifice, I think it's important for us to worship. I think it's important for us to reflect on his goodness, on his faithfulness. Father, we thank you. We thank you for all that we have. Many times it's hard for us to give because we don't even see what you have blessed us with. We, we're ungrateful. But Father, it's the grateful hearts that are the most generous. It's the grateful hearts that are the most, great, most giving. So Father, right now we want to thank you for what you have given us. It's not because of our work. It's not because of our efforts. It's because of your blessing upon our lives. And now out of that, Father, we want to give. We want to sow. We want to invest. We want to contribute to the cause of the kingdom. So we thank you for what you have done in our life. We thank you for what we have seen taking place. We thank you for where you have brought us. We thank you for your faithfulness in your hand upon our lives. Sing this together as your breath. As your breath.
your breath in our lungs. It's your breath. It's so easy to devalue what we have because of what it is, because we don't see what it can be. Father, may we not devalue what you have placed in our hands. May we lift it up to you for your glory, for your honor, for your kingdom. Whatever it is, whatever you've called us to give, whatever you've called us to sow, whatever you've called us to contribute today, whatever step of faith you would have us take, we believe that there is water in the earth that can be turned into wine and presented to serve the king. We believe that today in Jesus' name. If you believe that, shout amen. 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 Have a seat real quick. The ushers are moving.